0: this is the common sense podcast presented by tamar i'm your host tamar weinberg founder and ceo of Tamar, and i will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority hi everybody before we begin i just want to apologize in advance for the echo that you are about to hear there's a lot of good stuff here but i'm still learning the podcast ropes And unfortunately, the quality of the audio wasn't as great as I expected. But keep listening, because this is a good one. Hi everybody, it's Tamara Weinberg, and today I am with Amanda K. Oaks. She is a great podcast guest. Um, I wanna give you a little bit of background about the Common Sense podcast. The Common Sense podcast embodies three main themes. Number one is self-care. Number two is rising above the ashes. And number three is these unexpected, crazy queer trajectories that you just would not have otherwise have ever imagined somebody ever doing, including yourself. Anyhow, Amanda is able to speak to two of those main themes, and I wanted you to share your story a little bit. Before we go into that, I just want you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're located in the world. And yeah, sure, go for it.
1: All right. Awesome. All right. Awesome. So my name's Amanda. I am located currently in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a student affairs professional, higher ed instructor, and also a writer. So those are pretty much my main deals. I'm also, of course, a runner. And that's pretty much
0: it. So your story and how we were able to connect is you had mentioned that you had a story where you have been I guess, influenced in some way. And uh, you had a trauma that brought you down. You had a rising above the ashes experience. So I'm hoping to learn a little bit about that.
1: Sure. Sure, absolutely. absolutely. So... So This would have been been back in 2016, so a few few years ago ago now. now, I I was uh, pretty fresh out out of college, had been out for a few few years years, and um, living in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, which is my hometown, hometown. and I found found out that my college college boyfriend uh, died uh, died unexpectedly, actually actually while he was out on a run, and and this was a pretty pretty formative relationship for me. It was the first sort of really close connection I had had with another person. And the, 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 sudden the sudden loss, loss really yeah, kind of threw me. Threw it, was me. it was the first time, time I had lost someone close someone to me, especially someone so young, so young who was the same age that I was. And so, and so I, was I was in a pretty, pretty difficult, difficult place for for, for some, for some time, time after after I found, after I found, that, found news. that
0: news. Right. That's very tough. I mean, yeah, when you, mm-hmm. that person, I'm, you know, I'm sure he he had such an influence on your life, There, mm-hmm. there is that tremendous emotional investment that. You've put forward, and beyond that, I mean, yeah, that's gotta that that must have been very difficult, so I'm sorry to hear that
1: oh yeah I mean, I mean these that, things happen in life unfortunately but it
0: was uh, quite, a, quite a learning
1: experience for me going through that and kind of having to, to to learn how to navigate the experience of grief because everyone does it so differently and the first time you lose someone especially you're sort of learning what works for me and, and what do other people do that works and so I really I started running a lot because um, he had had these crazy crazy running goals that he, just that he had just hit 500 miles and, he, and wanted he wanted to do 700. 700 um, and he never, uh, he never of course, there. got there. So I started running a lot. And so it was sort of through that, that, that I found that what a powerful running, thing running can especially, be, especially in terms of healing, healing emotionally and spiritually, and, and spiritually, I think.
0: Yeah, well, wow. let's talk about like his goals. That's crazy. What explain it? 500, 700 miles in, what, in a week? And what, what's the amount of time yes. they? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not anything crazy like a week. He, um, I believe it was over the year. We
1: weren't really closely in touch when he died, um, unfortunately, due to a lot of complicated circumstance as happens between people. But um, he had set a goal to run 500 miles in a year and he hit that goal very early. He died in, in May of 2016. So he had hit that 500 um, miles halfway through through the the year year and and had, had then set a goal to to do 700. And, um, um, unfortunately he was not able to complete that, but yeah. Yeah.
0: So just curious a little more about like, you know, what he had been doing, what, what was he doing to get to that point? Was he running casually? Was he racing? Was he participating in, in marathons? Was he participating in five Ks, 10 Ks, half 50Ks, ultras, whatever they are.
1: He was running casually, um, a lot of trail running. He was, he was living in Arizona at the time, so he had a few trails that he really liked to, like to frequent there, and just doing a lot of, I think, solo run. running.
0: That's crazy. That's also yeah. amazing. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about the trails here. They're <laughs> just not very conducive for much, much trail. Well, I mean, people do it, but it's it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's awe-inspiring to to see, you know, especially doing that with. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm, a, I'm a barefoot runner. I wear <laughs> I wear uh, the Vibram Vibrams, however you pronounce them, five finger shoes. Yes. And I, I could just I'm just trying to picture myself hitting the pavement, or not even the pavement, the 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 tree the tree roots, and that would be kind of brutal. But at the yeah. same time, I want to do it one day. So it's yeah, like it's yeah, right. yeah. He was a
1: barefoot I runner as I well, actually. So he, he he raced in uh, know, Vibrams or however you, however you <laughs> say it. I don't really know.
0: I don't know because you know <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTube videos when I first started how to put them on, and everybody pronounced it wrong. So I just don't know. <laughs> I'm not just, I just I give myself the disclosure. I am going to say both of them. So it's amazing that he was able to do that then. So cool. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the. I'm sure the recovery was difficult for you and. I guess I, 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 I hopefully you're comfortable elaborating on yeah, yeah. what that, what that entailed, the length of time, the, I'm sure there's an element of that grief, that period <laughs> that and what potentially, what it potentially robbed you of. I think all of us, we go through this time and a period in our lives when we suffer some loss that takes us away from our, the joy of living. So Talk about a little bit about like that dark cloud, if that's okay. Yeah.
1: I always say that I don't really feel like, feel like I, I was, was present, present for at, present at least the next like 6 months after, months after I found out that I, he died because grief it does become this this dark, this dark cloud and I was, I was processing through, through a lot of guilt about sort of the way our relationship, relationship, ended relationship ended and how I had ended things and, and that really, really stole time, stole time from, from me in a sense that, that was, really I was I was really depressed for a while and I I remember, I remember just I was living alone at the time and I would be Sleeping on the couch, couch. You know, I, had, I had, had to have something on, on in, the in the background to fall asleep because, because I, I would be going through these, these guilty thoughts, and, thoughts and, and this sad sadness. And, and I was also, was also happened to be just be ending a period of life, so my life. So it was a lot, lot of endings. I was... I was serving, serving in AmeriCorps, and my contract, contract was almost up, and I was not up, up for any new more renewals, so I was also, I was also considering, considering where I was going to go to grad school, school, and it was a huge period of transition, of transition. so within the span of, the of a few months, months, you know, I lost this person, person that had once meant change, so much to me, and then and I, I had had lost my entire life, in a sense, because, packed because I packed up and I moved, moved away, away from, from Cincinnati, Cincinnati where my family is, to a new to city, to Pittsburgh, where I am now. I didn't know anyone, and it was... quite Quite an interesting adjustment adjustment being being this this very new and raw raw version of myself uh, trying to to sort of navigate these new people and this new place place. and I did uh, a few you know crazy crazy things as one does I got on a a a Greyhound bus bus and went to Idaho to visit my my childhood friend who was living out in Idaho and and I just felt like I needed to be somewhere far away and we We hiked hiked and uh, camped, and and that that really helped a lot. I I think that was when I I finally started to feel a little bit present present in my life and in myself again. again. But I think it took took probably probably a year...
0: So, or so getting, getting
1: through all of those firsts, firsts for me to really start, start, to, start feel to feel like I had, had learned how to live with grief. grief. I think there's this, there's this expectation, expectation, especially if you haven't lost someone before, before that, that you grief is, grief is this finite and thing and you and move it through, through it, it in these, these steps, steps or, whatever, or whatever, and then it's right. over. And it sort of took a while for me to learn that that's not really how it works. You sort of learn to be with it, and that's another relationship that comes into your life that's always changing. So
0: Yeah, so what I... I'm gathering. I mean, when you when you start thinking about loss in general, that's one of I think psychologically they actually have this like uh, this chart of <clears> like <throat> the ma- the big stressors in your life, the things that could make the most impact on you. And of course, losing a person is among the worst things that could happen to you. But in your situation, you had you lost a person who was close to you. Changing a job is also one of the top ones because even mm-hmm. it could be a good it could be a good change it could be a bad change. Getting fired I think is another one. So like mm-hmm. you know lo- or not so much getting fired or losing your job. So losing your job, changing your career, and moving are amongst the top. So you had, I guess you had four those four things. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, so that's a big, big time, time in, in my life. <laughs> and you're here and you're here talking to me. So I have to say that it's an honor and a privilege. Oh oh well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah i mean that that's that must have been very difficult but at the same time you were able to pull through it you were able to do something i guess that was against the grain goes against the grain for what you were doing i mean from pittsburgh to idaho is definitely uh, it must have (laughs) been a commute it must have been a hell of a commute uh so yeah so i I assume you probably had done beyond that other things that brought you to that element of presence that you described do you want to talk a little bit about what that look like in your recovery? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, the one, the first first thing thing was that that I uh, I, uh, finally started seeing uh, a therapist, a grief grief counselor while I was in Cincinnati, and she really sort of helped me kind of think about the ways that mindfulness can help. And I kept thinking thinking about about how I didn't know how to grieve. Like that was this big thing that I got stuck on of like, well, I don't know how you're supposed to grieve someone. And, and the, Um, Nathan Nathan was very very religious, religious and I was not, and that was sort of one of the rifts between us, and so so I was like, well, well, he he has this map, and his family has this map for how how to process it, it, but what do I do? do. So I I sort of discovered discovered mindfulness through talking to my therapist, and I started just getting out and going on long walks again and just trying to kind of ground myself in the present moment instead of spiraling out into all of these worries and this guilt and uh, I started writing a lot I when I moved to Pittsburgh I came here to do an MFA in creative writing so I And originally planned a completely different project I was accepted into the program on a completely different project but of course I got here after after that loss and all I did was write about relationship and and loss and sort of mapping my way through that and that really really helped just processing everything on the page and then of course going to workshop with my classmates and, and and talking, talking it through with them and, and sort of creating art, art out of that loss so was really helpful, I, helpful think. I think. And that was probably, that was probably one of the biggest things, things. but also, uh, of course, uh, running get and back getting back out there so and sort of feeling that feeling that, was that, that was a way to honor the memory of what he, of what was, he was doing, doing but also, again, again a way to be present, present in my body and sort of get that feeling of being alive and present and focused on now. So,
0: Cool. So tell me, I'm going to turn this into you being an educator for a moment Mm -hmm. if you have any advice for other individuals in terms of getting into that element of mindfulness i Mm -hmm. i I, i'm one of those people who i do run but i'm also really i'm a beginner i i talk about this pretty often in the sense that i've only kind of done a few 5ks and i was about a year ago i I only started december 24 2018 and i barely i barely do much but in, right now, my goal in 2020 was to start meditating every single day. Mm-hmm. And everybody's – I started – the first time I listened to the meditation stuff on Calm.com and Headspace, mm-hmm. I used all those services. And I they, – they basically say, oh, don't worry, everything's fine. You're, but get back get – get your mind back in the focus. I finally found mm-hmm. one that's, that's thats called How to Meditate. Mm-hmm. And it's actually – it's relatively use, useful in the sense that he's like – yeah, you redirect your thoughts. It's it's fine. It's the whole idea is basically to just remember, to realize that your mind is, is wandering and getting your mind back into this focus of nothingness or focusing on your home base or your breath or whatever it might be, the sound around you. I'm still in the middle of it. So, but, but I'm, I, I, I struggle with it. It's something that it's like, I want to commit at least 10 to 15 minutes a day doing it. But at the same time it's hard as heck so if you had advice on your specific mindfulness journey mindful if if you let me start that over if you had advice <laughs> on your specific mindfulness journey uh to teach others to do the same thing what would you do
1: i think i think the the first thing, first thing, I, would thing I would say is, is you have, you have to find what, find what works for you. For you. Um, there's, there's a pretty well-known pretty well known now, I think, uh, YouTube, YouTube yoga teacher, uh, Adrian, uh, Mishler, um, Adrian Mishler of Yoga, of yoga with, with Adrian and her sort of mantra, mantra is find what feels, what feels good. good. And I think, and I think that's, that's something kind of that I've really, really adopted and would encourage people to adopt, it. that. Um, uh, mindfulness is sort of a more general term, term and doesn't it doesn't have to be that meditation, meditation on the, on the mat, mat if that doesn't work for you work and doesn't it doesn't have, the have the to look like anybody else's version it's, it's whatever, whatever is gonna help you be present, be present, present in the moment so for me mean, sitting, sitting and meditating works sometimes so a time, but a lot of times it's better to just go for a walk and sort of notice everything I see there or I really like to do yoga and that really helps me but I know people for whom yoga doesn't work so that that whole idea of finding what feels good and being gentle and willing to willing try to new try things, things would be my number, my number one piece
0: advice. of advice cool so i want to hear a little more about your running your running mm-hmm. journey so you you know you you suffered this loss were were you running how, how much were you running during that time how much have you done beyond that what have you done are you racing or are you just running to run i'm running to runs and people always say to me oh you you know I wouldn't run if i didn't have a goal so my thing i have no weight loss specific objectives i don't have a goal Mm -hmm. i don't i i mean it would be nice to have some 5ks but that's the only thing i'm thinking about right now because everything else terrifies me
1: Yeah, Yeah, running and I sort of had an on-again, off-again relationship uh, for a long time. I had a friend in college college who started running, and we ran a 5K together, by which I mean mean she ran the 5K, and and I walked walked most of it after realizing I couldn't even even run a mile. Um, But but something something about about that atmosphere really really stuck with me, me. the people People cheering. cheering. I had never been to a 5K before, before, so so I would take take up running and then sort of fall off when it got cold or when I got tired for. quite a few few years. years. Um, So Um, so so I was, I was sort of running running when Nathan Nathan died, died, but I think the fact that he died while running sort of sparked me to want to run run more. more. And so so I was running running some some while I was grieving. I I mean, the first few weeks I was was crying on the couch couch and that was what I was doing doing with my time. But after I started kind of working, working my with my therapist to and trying to, try to pick, myself pick myself back up, back up and again. And I, was I was running three miles, miles, I think, by the end of it, it but just, what just I whatever I could to, do, and it was and really just running fun. to run. Um, I, ran um, I ran a few 5Ks, five five fun runs, like the color, color, like color run. Since then, then I made a, goal made a goal to really stick, stick to running. Just back in 2018, it was the first New Year's resolution I ever stuck with, and I ran my first 10K that year. Um, and then my, my second 10K, 10K that year, because first the first one went very, went very badly. badly. Uh, it very was very cold, cold and, and I walked. ended up walking, walking most of it. But and, uh, uh, since then, since I've, then I've set the goal already already of running a half marathon. Last year, last year I had I some injuries today, and things, so I didn't to get to do it. Get but, it but I'm training, training again for a half marathon, hopefully, hopefully this year. year. So kind of a little bit of both
0: running to run and running for goals. Right. Awesome. So how... Would you advise, or rather, in your experience, how have you, as a beginner, worked your way up to this type of uh, regimen? What 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 has been your training regimen? You're kind of running the three miles here and there. Are you following any specific program? Or are you doing anything in particular? I I assume you know in Pittsburgh you probably have hills. How are you doing treadmill outdoors? How do you mix it up? How do you do all that?
1: Yeah, so 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 right now I am following a specific training training plan. plan. I discovered that training plans were a thing that existed when I ran ran my first 10K. 10K. So I am following following the the Run Your First Half Marathon 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 training plan by Kelly Roberts. Roberts. She's uh, She's, uh, sort of a big big running... running Running personality. She has a blog blog and has started a fitness movement called called the Badass Lady Gang. I'm following her plan, which I'm really liking. It has me doing a lot of stuff I hadn't done before, before, like Speed work, which which is is where you sort of try try to hit a goal pace at a certain time. I was very convinced I would never run faster than an 11 minute, 30 second mile. And within a few weeks, I was running more like 10 minute, 30 second miles, which was amazing. So I'm doing a little bit of outdoors, more outdoors now than I used to. And then some some treadmill if it's super icy. I don't trust myself. I'm very clumsy. So I'll, I'll run on the treadmill rather than risk ice. But that's sort of the mixture that I'm doing.
0: Yeah. I would not risk ice either and they, they people have said and I've seen online people are like I want to run it's ice out there's ice outside and mm-hmm. and the suggestion is put some, some put some nails in your shoe and just do it I don't know about that I don't want to risk it they have these yak track products that I've, mm-hmm. I've used to use to prevent myself from falling on the black ice but nah, I I don't think that would be good enough yeah yeah i fell down down. my first winter in pittsburgh i fell down like three times on the ice ice and and hurt myself
1: myself, luckily minorly but ever since then i've been like running on the ice is is just not a thing that i have the balance for for, so i don't do do it
0: it. yeah i was we it's funny because in edmonton i think it was negative 36 degrees fahrenheit which is also apparently like 36 degrees celsius which is what happens once you hit you hit the negatives And Mm -hmm. yet this past weekend in New York, in New York, where I live, it was 64 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) And I'm just like, yes, no ice. So I actually, and it's been a while, but I went outside and I ran four miles, which is my probably my longest time, which was really cool because I have not. I would love to say that a half is in my uh, not a half, but um, a 10K is in my future. Maybe maybe if I'm able to maintain this, I I can say that the answer is yes. But going from right now, my miles is uh, this was a slow this were these were this was a slow training and my shoe actually had a hole in it. <laughs> so my five finger shoes when you have a hole in your five finger shoes, your your skin is hitting the the pavement each time. And yeah. yeah as I felt I felt a nail like it felt like there was a nail going through my toe and I kept trying to touch it and trying to stop without actually stopping and I couldn't feel anything there and then toward the end instead of feeling because I thought there was actually something in my shoe but I ended up looking at my hand and there was blood all over my fingers I said oh crap anyhow um yes. to make a long story short that was uh, about a thirteen and fifty thirteen fifty mile and uh, but some, when I, when I'm racing it's usually about 12, and twelve 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 and a half mm-hmm. um, but I still you know maybe I'll have to integrate a little more speed work myself right now i I don't even have like you know, like I don't I, you know that's my my thing is that I don't have these specific goals like yeah so so I don't really integrate the trainings in the right way but it's interesting to see what other people are doing because I need to start thinking about that if I have longer term goals and maybe I should be setting myself up for those. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, when I, I decided I wanted to become a runner, setting a goal helped me because exactly. I was like, okay, I'm now training I'm training for this specific, specific thing. thing so, so it's not running, running when it, I, just because I want, want to or, to, or when I feel like it, but running for this goal. So that helps, but I don't think, you know, like like I keep saying, everyone's different. So
0: not everybody has to
1: have those goals necessarily, but I find it really, really fun to work towards something.
0: Right. And I've been listening, and I read a, a tremendous amount of material when it comes to this kind of realizing your your your, your self, your authenticity, realizing your destiny, and uh, and what you're supposed to be doing on this planet. And people, every, every all the self help gurus and all of the people who are involved in this space, they they're all they all pretty much say run, not they, they all say have a goal and make sure you work toward that goal. Because if you don't have a goal, you're not going to. I guess yeah, I have yeah. a goal that I'm running. Because I just can't, I've been trying to, and I listened, I actually, when I run, I I listen to music all the time. But when I run, I have a specific podcast, not such a podcast, but an artist that I listen to. It's called Fearless Motivation. And it's literally having these help, self-help gurus screaming in your ear and giving you this constant reinforcement, positive reinforcement, motivation to do things. And the other day, uh, that was exactly what they were saying. If you don't have a goal, you're not gonna get there. You know, it's, it's usually positive, that's that's a negative, negative uh, yeah. it's that, That's a little <laughs> bit of the negative stuff that they kind of say, but it's all about the positivity. And I can't wrap up my head around it right now. It's so weird. <laughs> I think my goal is ultimately that I wanna make sure I'm doing it every single day. Even yeah, if, yeah. Yeah. So that's my goal. I don't really have any any distance type of goal, but my goal is to actually make sure it gets done. Yeah. So yeah, that, and that's Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes that's, enough. that's enough. Yeah, and it's funny so, that I just yeah. had this revelation here. <laughs> so Yeah. It's, and it's going to be 50 degrees tomorrow, so I might actually go outside and make something happen unless I'm sore from working out of the gym today. We'll find out. Yeah Yes. But anyhow. Yeah, so um I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, what you've been doing cuz I think self-care is a big part of you know who we are to realize our best selves and to be happy with our ourselves and you know just something that we need to do in order to nurture our psyches so tell me a little bit about besides running I assume you're you're probably you you are able to cater to that in in some way uh like for example going on your adventure to Idaho tell me a little bit about um those things that you might be doing
1: Sure. sure. So, so in addition to running, running, I do yoga. Right now I'm doing the, what feels, what feels like, like everybody is doing right now, Yoga, yoga with Adrian's 30-day, 30-day yoga journey. So, so every, every year, year for the past, I think this is five, five months, years, um, in, in January, January, I do that 30 days of yoga to kind of kickstart the year. And that's a big self-care thing, thing to, to me because like it's like my, my own, own holiday holiday tradition. tradition. So that's huge. huge. Yoga Yoga is very important important for me. Um, I would love love to say that I journal. I journal sometimes. I try try to have a gratitude gratitude practice practice that gets written down. It doesn't always happen, happen, but that's part of the journey, especially when I'm really feeling like I need to pick myself back back up. I'll start just noticing noticing things and writing down things that that I'm grateful for, especially on days when it feels like there's nothing to be grateful for. Um, I also also like the, the, I don't know how you you want to say it, it's like kind of of what you typically typically see is like the Instagram self-care, I love a good bath bomb, I love a good face mask, mask, that type of thing of just feeling like like I'm taking care of my physical physical body body in a different way way that's not necessarily uh, necessarily running running and working out or doing yoga and and that type of thing. Um, Also also just learning learning new things. things. I think think when I graduated graduated college, college, I sort of had an existential crisis because I'd always been this high achieving student student, and suddenly uh, no one was handing me a syllabus anymore. So I started just finding things I wanted to learn and learning new things. My most recent thing has been, I I taught myself to cross stitch. So that's been fun Um, finding new hobbies and new ways to kind of keep learning and growing as a person. Very
0: cool. So I want to talk about your Instagram. Instagrammable life there, I think. <laughs> I think it's funny because I read it all about that, and that's what that's that's how they say it. Everything they <laughs> say is made for the Instagram generation. Um, so in terms of the self care movement for myself and kind of the inspiration and the impetus for this particular podcast is that I had been through a, a very I, I went through a trauma, and I was in a bad place for quite a while. I was also I had also been going, I wasn't even aware at the time until I pretty much pulled myself out of it that I probably was going through about a decade, not even kidding, of postpartum depression. And then I had to have a trauma that knocked me down and then I needed something to bring me up. And then I realized, well, once I was at that point of happiness, I was was able to look back and reflect on the previous years and realize that. I wasn't happy for many years before this trauma even happened, before the things that came into my life that caused that trauma. So my, and the, the thing that brought me into a happier state was fragrance, which is the weirdest thing, but at the same time, and I, it's not so Instagrammable yet, but at the same time, I, it was just one day I decided I, I was I was just, you know, I, I was wearing, I, I, I literally wore every single day uh yoga pants yoga sleep pants whatever you'd call them i had five pairs of them and uh, and sweat and, and a sweatshirt and that was and and i wore socks and crocs pink pink crocs and that was my that was my wardrobe <laughs> for years uh while i was depressed and uh, after the trauma and one day i decided to kind of wear something else but it wasn't even prompted by that um i, I decided we were going to go out and we we're going to do something a little bit different and I found a, a vial perfume in the, in the back of a cabinet, and I had worn it before. It wasn't anything that was unknown to me. And, but for some reason, because when you're in this bad place, you're not doing anything for other people, you're really kind of doing things for yourself. And mm-hmm. putting on fragrance that one that one day, that one moment was life-changing for me. It's the weirdest thing, I can't articulate the what happened to me at that moment but i said to myself that is what i'm going to be doing in my life i need to work with personal fragrance and i'm a tech person which is the whole career trajectory like change there Um, i'm a tech person who decided i'm going to start a fragrance brand so (laughs) but yeah so it's it i hear you i hear about this necessity for relaxation i hadn't been doing it for years and all of a sudden i see the importance of whether it's the application of perfume and to having that having that mindset throughout the day of I'm doing this for me I'm I love who I am and I accept my true self to you know then bringing bringing that forward into the world I mean that's that's where I am and where you know where I become I, like I was a sedentary <laughs> I was I, I don't know I have like a very negative phrase to describe myself as a sedentary I'm not going to say it Sedentary. Any, just put any word you want to put in, in in the blank there. And now I'm like running and getting off off of my butt, and I'm wearing Crocs on Crocs and socks a little little less frequently. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this, I, I think it's really important for us to focus on 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 those things that make us feel good. But especially in in the case, and, and that's why I'm latching onto the concept here. Uh, things that like smell amazing, because I think through this, this experience of sense, at least this has had had been my, my specific case, you can find a substantial amount of happiness. And hopefully that will propel you to continue seeking it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Cool. Um, Okay, so I have one final question, I think I will probably ask you. It's gonna be a big one and hopefully you'll have a good answer for me. But okay. Yes. Challenge. <laughs> challenge question. If you can give yourself some your earlier younger self some advice, what would you tell her?
1: Oh, that is a good question. In thinking I think I would tell her it's not, it's not the end, end of the world, world until, until it's the end of the, end end world. Of the world. It's going, it's going to, going to be, be okay. Yeah,
0: I, I identify yeah. with that. I think that yeah, you, you you never you don't realize that there will be a tomorrow, and eventually those tomorrows mm-hmm. won't be as tough as they used to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, I think the probably, the probably the biggest shift in in who I was before that, that, experience that experience of grief and after, after is just the, the ability to sort of process a dramatic change and loss. In loss. I think. Before, before you've had anything that, that huge, huge happen to you, you. It, it really does feel like, feel like that thing is it. the end of the world and learning, learning that you actually can learn to live with this, even if it doesn't feel, feel that way right now, now like
0: pretty much, pretty much
1: anything way. that life hits you way, with, you, you can, can move on, on from or, on or move on with, on I should say. say. Yeah, I don't we think we move on, on from things, but move on with them.
0: Yeah, that's totally valid. And and it's interesting because you if you're feeling as low as you feel, like you People don't even recognize that there's really nowhere else to go but up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your vulnerable vulnerabilities with me and your experiences. And I hope you keep on running, and I hope we keep on running. Maybe we'll run into each other one day. And yes, yes thank, you thank you for having me. me.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host, Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time.